The podcasting jackpot. Woo woo! Because you're listening to LMNOP. Ding 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 ding. Woo You're the big wiener. Oh yes. <laughs> wiener wiener chicken diner. Hot dog. You are the hot dog. Welcome to LMNOP, the podcast about the best show on television. One vision. Oh, that's a contender. It's pretty good. The show's pretty good. It's pretty pretty good. Pretty good. I like the where it was WandaVision. Oh, you put the vision in, you put the vision out, you put the vision in, and you wanna all apart. You wanna well, all about. You know yeah, that's nice and less spoilery. Yeah, so I'm gonna do that. If you guys have been watching WandaVision, <laughs> it's good. We like it. Lots of ups, lots of downs. Okay, we're not gonna talk about it anymore because it's spoilery. Okay. It's a whole roller coaster. We're not talking about WandaVision, we're talking about elementary. Oh on CBS? On CBS. And well, really on Hulu. Uh-huh. Originally on CBS. Mm-hmm. Also living probably on, on probably on CBS All Access. Probably. But you know where else it's living on? In our hearts. In our hearts. And now in this podcast. Hell yeah. I'm gonna tell you a little story. About a man named Sherlock Holmes and his brother and his friends and all their moans and groans. Sherlock does a lot of groaning and grumbling this episode. And Joan Watson, who's very important. I know you mentioned his friend, but Joan Watson is important. Did I not say her name? No. Nah, I was in, you know. Today we're talking about season two, episode seven, The Marchioness. I'm Val Flight Cub, your host, and your 10th finger. I'm Alec, my host, and L Mechanical Pencil. <laughs> mechanical pencils I always found to be more fun to play with than good to write with. I like them because they're always sharp. Mm. They're always the same amount of sharp. <laughs> like me since I graduated high school. <laughs> Haven't learned a thing. <laughs> and I like you. <laughs> So this episode starts out with Sherlock at an NA meeting. And the guy is like, let's just like, let's before we wrap up, let's do like the just the craziest thing you've ever, just like, you know, ridiculous thoughts you've had about your disease. You know they're crazy, but you can't stop thinking them. And Sherlock um, has a very vulnerable moment. Yeah, yeah. He actually, he speaks up um, and, and, and he says, you know, sometimes I wonder if I was born in the wrong time. Mm-hmm. If maybe being born in this world, this society, with all its bells and whistles. With all its be on your damn phone. Yeah. Just all the distractions of the, everything is constantly trying to grab your attention. You can't walk down the street without, you know, 30 things vying for for your attention. And he says maybe... Now, maybe if all of this wasn't constantly, you know, berating my brain, 
especially since I have a super uh, hypersensitive smarty pants brain. Maybe if I didn't have all of this, maybe uh, I wouldn't have fallen into addiction. Mm -hmm. And to that, I say, read a book, Sherlock, because it happened in the 18th century too, bro. (laughs) (laughs) Just different opiates. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Because he says, you know, would I still be an addict if, if I'd been born when it was a little, just a little quieter? out there yeah it's it's funny because he's like would i have been an addict if it wasn't for all of this internet and you know <laughs> and it's like yes uh-huh. we have textual evidence that says you would <laughs> and then somebody's like oh well, so you want to live in like ancient greece and he's like no i want my teeth not to fall out of my head i would still want like a toilet and stuff and then a voice from the back of the the room pipes up and says so what about 200 years ago which is a nod to, you know, Arthur Conan Doyle original Sherlock was about 200 years ago. Yeah. But then Sherlock is like, huh. I know that voice. What, what the, what the fuck? I listened to an episode, the Nightmare and Error episode about My Little Pony. Anyway, um, <laughs> he turns around and it's Mycroft Holmes. Ah! Sherlock is like, I'm sorry. Uh, I'm sorry, and, like, runs out and, like, motions for Mycroft to follow him. Yeah, bro, I gotta say, super dick move. Yeah, I think this is completely inappropriate. Yeah, 100%. Mycroft is like, I'm just, it's said online that the meeting was anonymous, or to open to everyone, I just wanted to support my brother. It's like, there's the word anonymous in the name. Mm -hmm. Supporting your brother is not going in. Right. And it's supposed to be a place where, like, you can go in and and say crazy shit about wanting to live in the past. Yeah. And and, and not worry about, you know... Being judged or mm -hmm. having it traced back to you or... Yeah. This is a huge breach of trust, in my opinion. And, like, I... Especially because Sherlock was making such a... Like, I don't think it was a breakthrough, but, like... This is evidence that it's really, he's really taking it seriously now. And he really is opening up and becoming vulnerable to the process. Yeah, I mean, I I would say it is a a breakthrough for at least the audience seeing him in an NA meeting. This is the first time I think we've ever seen him just like, just open up and, and be vulnerable. And participate. Yeah. And when he leaves, you see Jonah's waiting on a bench outside, which means that this is... You know, he's gotten to a point where he can say to Joan, I want to be at this meeting and I would like to be the most anonymous. I'd I'd like to be able to really, Mm -hmm. you know, and she trusts him to do that. So this isn't like his first time at a meeting by himself, presumably. Well, uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, because also I I wonder if when she stopped being his companion. Oh, yeah. If she stopped going in with him. Yep. That's probably exactly (laughs) what it is. I mean, it is nice that she still, like, goes and, and waits outside and yeah. know, is supportive like that. Yeah. Good friend. Mm. So, yeah, Mycroft, I'm, I, he's my enemy. Strike one, buddy boy. Yeah. And strike two for that fucking haircut. <laughs> his, haircut is, <laughs> his hair is so stringy. I hate it. <laughs> yeah. It's like a weird comb forward. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, man. <laughs> so So Sherlock is like, why the hell are you here? And my crop's like, well, I went to your house and your mate said you were out. And then I, I, you know, needled her until she told me where you were. And Sherlock says, you live in England. <laughs> I would like to say this is a quick little nod back to uh, Miss Hudson. Oh, yeah. Miss Hudson must have been there. Yeah. So we know that this episode 
starts on a Tuesday. Oh. Uh, yeah, so Mycroft's like, well, I was going to come in for because I've got stuff with my restaurant, and then a friend needs me, needed help, and so I thought I would, you know, I have a detective brother, so I thought I would help her out, help my friend out. What is the equivalent of this for us? Like, doctors are always getting asked, you know, can you look at this rash? You know, if you have a detective brother, you're like, oh, yeah, sure, let me just have my detective brother you know, solve this case for you. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it would be if you told someone that you were an actor at a party, it would be what accents can you do? Mm-hmm. Or if you told them that you did accents. Or, or, or and because, you know, uh, looking at a rash isn't really a party trick. I guess, I guess it's more of the equivalent. Y- you know, every time that friend comes up to you and is like, hey, I've been lying to my parents and, and I told them that I- I've been uh, dating this person for years and we're engaged, so I need you to pretend to be my fiance for, for this, you know, whole weekend adventure. Mm-hmm. One of those things. You're an actor, right? <laughs> You're an actor. You're an improv actor. <laughs> Yeah, if if I had a dime for the number of times that that has happened to me, (laughs) I'd still be waiting for a dime, but it would be a nice bonus to having to do that. It'd be fun. If anyone wants me to do that, I'm I'm game. No. No, I can't. I'm game except we we can't we can't kiss. Right. Or you can you can only do lights light peck like this. We're just we're just a couple that doesn't really like PDA. We that's don't all. Like PDA. Oh, but you should see us behind doors. We're wild and crazy kids. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> and by that I mean you're not allowed to hold anybody else's hand. Oh, I, I don't even look at other people's hands, babe. Yeah, good. So Mycroft says um, I've got an old acquaintance, our our friend in common, a mutual friend, a mutual friend of ours needs help. And Sherlock's like, we don't have any mutual friends. I don't have any friends. He's like, I have, I have one friend. It's, it's Joan. Yeah. She's right here. I think she would have told me. Right. <laughs> Joan, do you need help? <laughs> no. Oh, okay. So they go to Mycroft's restaurant to meet the friend, and Sherlock walks in and sees who it is, and he's just like, "Bro, are you kidding?" <laughs> and Mycroft is like, "This is why I didn't tell you who it was." And this woman, this blonde woman who looks very, um. Rich comes up to Sherlock and is like, Sherlock, do tell me when you start aging. And Sherlock is like, Joan, meet Nigella. Nigella, this is Joan. Like Joan is my partner and Nigella is my is Mycroft's ex fiance. And Joan is like, Oh oh that That ex fiance? That ex fiance And Sherlock's like, the one that I porked a bunch of times? <laughs> yes. That's her. <laughs> You're the one that said pork. So we go to the intro. And for the first time in forever, it's the full Rube Goldberg. I don't know that that's true. Well, last week was short, so it's been at least two weeks, which feels like forever. No, I don't know that it was a full intro this time. Oh, it definitely was. I counted all the things. It had the statue getting... Mm-hmm. Smashed. Brained. Yeah. Okay. Nice. <laughs> So, Nigella. Which, sorry if that's your name, but I think it's silly. <laughs> Go on. It sounds like you are trans and your name used to be Nigel. Yeah, it sounds like Nigel Thornberry's cross-dressing and just got caught off guard. I'm Nigel. 
La. Nigella. 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 Not that cross-dressing and being trans are the same. <laughs> right. Just to be clear, those are two separate jokes. Yeah, two separate thoughts. I, I just think of Nigel Thornberry a lot. Yeah, I know. I wish you wouldn't do it when you're having sex. Well, I wish you would grow the mustache. <laughs> <laughs> so when we get back from the intro, Nigella is explaining her little situation. Situation. The waiter comes over and says, I know no alcohol is being served. Any other uh, dietary restrictions I should know about. And Sherlock says, I lose my appetite around social climbing trollops. <laughs> and the waiter just looks like, I don't know how to solve this problem. <laughs> yeah, he's like, so gluten is okay or <laughs> no? Okay. So, so no peanut allergies. <laughs> Jonah's like... We're fine, thank you, yes. Yeah. So, uh, Nigella, after, you know, she and Mycroft tragically broke up for mutual reasons, um, remarried to a Marquis. Marquess. Marquess. Marcus Bell? <laughs> she married Marcus? Uh-huh. And she's like, he's too nice of a husband. <laughs> he's wonderful to me and he's very short which i love and it's just it's hard <laughs> we know that marquis marquis bell marquis biel would be a great <laughs> husband anyway she remarried a a marquis which is apparently a level of nobility between earl and duke which, which do you think is higher earl or duke i think duke yeah because anybody can be the Earl of Sandwich. Yeah. They make they let you open up a franchise if you're any schmo. Also, the Earl basketball team fucking blows. <laughs> so she's like, well, I married this Marquis. And no, so now I'm the Marchioness because that's the female version. And then uh, very quickly learned that he was not going to uphold the... She learned very quickly that basically her husband was either gay or not interested in her. This is what she, like, because she, she hints that, like, they were not having sex. Mm. So she started having an affair and then was divorced by him. Sherlock is like, Mycroft, do you see the favor that I did for you? <laughs> You're welcome You're for welcome. sleeping with her twice. And then five more times. <laughs> Those ones for, were for me, but still. The re a, a really funny moment in this conversation is... She's like, I gave years of my life to his lie. And Mycroft is like, you were married for 22 months. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, yeah. And it was a really long time. Yeah. Oh, that's 1.8 years. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that is multiple years, yeah. technically. I mean, to be fair... It's annoying when people say their baby is like 22 months old. It's like, your kid's fucking two. <laughs> so, you know, you can round up. I'm fine with it. <laughs> to be fair to people with babies, babies advance very quickly. And there's a big difference between an 18-month and a 22-month-old baby. Just so people know. That's why they say the months of it. But if you're saying my son is a 1,000 months old, <laughs> just do the math. I have a confession to make. I my my first thought was a, a baby that's 22 months old is definitely um, more tender and um, uh, tastier than an 18 month old baby. 
Why would you think that? I don't know, but that's what happened. What the (laughs) fuck? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, What? I love eating babies. (laughs) What? (laughs) Tell the podcast you're kidding. I'm kidding, podcast. Thank you. So the Marchioness says that she, in her divorce settling, got um, this horse, Silverblaze. And she gets to keep her, her title as Marchioness. Yeah, it's true. It's true. That's almost like that's definitely why she married him. And there's no other reason. Oh, 100%. <laughs> also, wasn't the guy like 80 years old or something? Or is that just in my head? They didn't explicitly say that. So that is just your assumption. That is my head canon. Mm-hmm. Head canone. And she says, um, I earned that racehorse. I earned a whole stable of horses. <laughs> what do you have to do to earn a horse in a marriage? The weird thing is, she earned this horse, but they weren't having sex? Mm-hmm. Or he wasn't keeping up his end of the bargain? Keep, keeping up, maybe, means his... Maybe she was doing all the work, mm-hmm. but, but he wasn't putting in the... Uh, the, the firm uh, effort? <laughs> His penis. Uh-huh. Soft. Microsoft. <laughs> instead of macro hard. My, one of my favorite old-timey Tumblr posts was, Microsoft sounds bad, but it sounds infinitely better than micro hard. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> anyway, so the guy that the Marchioness was having an affair with was actually the stable boy. Because she wanted to be part of a romance novel, I guess. (laughs) And his name was Dalton. He has long flowing hair. Mm -hmm. Chestnut. Nope, I meant to say just hair. He's just holding on to so many chestnuts. (laughs) Taking a chestnut tree. His muscles rippling out of his shirt. Mm -hmm. He keeps buying shirts that are the wrong size because he's stupid. But that's part of his charm. (laughs) He just likes it. He's like, oops, I keep buying extra smalls. Oopsie. My bad. <laughs> so apparently one day this guy was going to give Silverblaze his medicine for something. And and he came across a guy breaking into the stables. And to be clear, um, Silverblaze does not race anymore. He is just a stud horse now, which means he hangs around the stables and all of the mares go... Ooh, what a stud. <laughs> and uh, it, he, it means he gets to live out every hormonal high schooler's dream, which is you don't have to work. You don't have to do anything. You just get to fuck. Is it? Is that what they do? They have sex? Yeah, that's what a stud. Yeah, they the, don't. The stud horse is literally just like, I was a great racehorse. You want my racehorsing abilities. That's in my DNA. And... You know how you get that. Sperms. Yeah. Because <laughs> I was thinking that he, they were, you know, she was like messengering out vials of semen to these horses. But no, that makes more, it would be easier to just. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think that is one way you can do it. Mm-hmm. But I think it's easier and, you know, less traumatic for the person that has to jack off a horse. <laughs> yeah. I would rather not jack off a horse. Yeah. So for anybody going to arrange a surprise party for me, <laughs> that's a good, that's a tip. <laughs> the one thing I didn't want at my party. 
<laughs> Everyone's just like, come on, we got the horse. Just do it. <laughs> oh, man. So one day, Dalton is going to the stable to give Mr. Stud Horse his medicine. Or just like a nice sponge bath. Yeah. Some pets. Yeah. He was going out there with um, some like a, a little comb and little um, hair scrunchies because he was going to give him a bunch of little braids in his yeah, mane. He brought some treats too. He's like, here's your little stud muffins. <laughs> but as he's on his way with his little basket of stud muffins and scrunchies, he comes across a guy trying to break into the, sta- the stables. That's not allowed. No. So Dalton's like, hey, you're off the there. You need to get out of here, mister. This is not your stables. And, and he was like, how about I shoot you? I'm going to shoot you dead. Bang. Bang, bang. And so Dalton is killed by this intruder. Dalton's dead. And then his friend is a witness to this. Does the friend run away? Uh, uh, so so the friend was in the car. Yeah. And he, he sees this commotion happen. And, and the guy, the shooty guy, takes off. He starts running towards the trees. And so the guy in the car gets out and starts following him. But then they said the owner hears all of this and gets out and starts starts chasing the guy. Oh, well, I didn't. Well, I don't know. I don't it know. It doesn't either. matter. What matters is the shooty guy's running away and somebody is chasing after him. Mm-hmm. Like through a little wooded area. Mm-hmm. And then the, the chaser gets to a clearing. And the, the shooty guy is gone. Is gone. Now, did we say that we know all of this because Joan and Sherlock are at the scene and a local cop is walking them through it? I don't remember. We're not supposed to be at this part yet at all. Oh, no. What's happening? <laughs> what's going on? <laughs> we got excited. Oh, no. Where are we? <laughs> Spoiler, they end up taking the case and that's one of the clues that we find. <laughs> What Nigella has told them is that Dalton got killed when an intruder came and killed him. Oh. Oh, right. Oh, right. Yeah, we're still there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I also got carried away. Listen, sometimes we just know too much. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We know everything and we want to tell you everything. Yeah. And the killer was. <laughs> um, so Nigella tells them this story and Sherlock is like, hmm, well. <laughs> well, well, she tells them part of the story. <laughs> Um, so she's like, look, Sherlock, you gotta forgive me. I mean, when Mycroft got sick, he forgave me. And there's this, like, awkward, Mycroft is like, Nigella, and she's like, oh, you didn't know? And Mycroft goes, spot of leukemia. I'm fine now. And Sherlock goes, I'm sorry for your troubles. I am truly sorry for your troubles. Oh, I am truly sorry for your troubles. But what? <laughs> I don't want to help you because I don't like the person sitting next to me who happens to be Nigella. So yeah, can we talk about the goodbye. seating arrangement here? It's it's a table of four. Joan and Sherlock are uh, across from each other. Mm-hmm. Um, Mycroft and Nigella are next to each are across from each other, which means Sherlock is stuck next to Nigella. Mm-hmm. And Joan is sitting next to Mycroft. I mean, to be fair, I don't know. Who else, what kind of seating arrangement would be better? Like, would Sherlock want to sit next to Joan, but then he'd have to look at the two people he doesn't like? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's the thing. My dad always was like, never wanted to sit next to my mom because he wanted to be able to see her. Aw. 
So you're supposed to like sit across from the people that you want to see. Yeah. And talk to. It is kind of funny, though, because ostensibly she's mostly telling this story to Sherlock. Mm -hmm. But she's like saying it to Joan and Mycroft. (laughs) And Sherlock is just sitting there next to her, like listening to it. Well, you know, that's actually probably better because he's he's giving her the stink eye the whole time. (laughs) Yeah, he is. It would would throw off her storytelling. Mm -hmm. He's like, (laughs) she's like, can you put those sunglasses back on? (laughs) (laughs) so he's like you know what i actually don't um have to help you and i'm not going to so goodbye so they go back to the the brownstone and jonah's like hey do you want to talk and sherlock's like yeah do you want to talk about how mycroft makes you so uncomfortable because i've noticed that your posture stiffens and she's like no it doesn't no you're wrong also your brother had leukemia you don't want to talk about that right and he didn't tell you i I, if if i had a, a sibling not tell me about that i'd be upset i'd be hurt so sherlock says he's actually not hurt he's just annoyed that mycroft would have a spiritual awakening because he was sick what a cliche Ugh. it's all the guy knows he hasn't had an original thought in his brain ever mm-hmm. and then uh, mycroft comes in he knocks on the door and he comes in and uh <laughs> he's like huh it's pretty pleasant in here, looking around at the, dec- the decor and stuff. As if he didn't move Sherlock out of 221B. Like, surely 221B is was worse than this. <laughs> yeah, right. He's like, oh, you're such a weird goth nerd. He's like, like, yeah, remember that storage unit full of stuff you blew up? Yeah. Like the original Van Gogh that you... <sighs> Ugh. That that was strike one for Minecraft. Now he's on strike three. Now he's on... Yeah. Fuck, he's out. Fuck strike two. You said you gave him two strikes for. Oh right, his hair. God, I forgot about his hair. Yeah, get him out of here. Ejected. Yeah. Throw the whole man in the trash. <laughs> so, um, Mycroft is like, "Sorry, I didn't tell you I was sick. I was too stubborn." And Sherlock says, "What you said when we learned that Mycroft had leukemia, which is that a sibling is by far the best match." Yeah. For bone marrow donation. So what the fuck. Fuck, bro. And Mycroft explains. He was too proud to ask for bone marrow from his brother. And Nigella, when he got sick, took up this cause of finding him a bone marrow donor as, like, her Tenants. pet. Oh, I, yeah, I was just going to say, like, as her pet cause. Oh. But, yeah. Um, you know, she got the whole posh crowd into looking for, you know, a donor for Mycroft and everything. Would anyone like to donate some marrow? All you need is a little cheek swab. <laughs> a little cheeky cheek swab. Ooh, that's all. <laughs> Unless you win, then bingo, let's chop your arm off. <laughs> I think that's how they do it. Yeah. We just need the whole bone, please. Mm-hmm. And Mycroft is like, look, why don't you, why don't we help her to show that we have put all of this behind us? And we're bigger than this. <laughs> sorry. Sorry. Was was the slogan for the cause, um, for a better Tamaro? <laughs> <sighs> Tia and Tamaro Maori. <laughs> I don't think Nigella is as pun savvy as you are. You're right. She's not as fun and clever and handsome as me. Right. You're very punchable. Oh, thanks, baby. <laughs> <laughs> so now we go to the stables. 
that Dalton was killed at. And the sheriff there is like, I thought they were sending two NYPD consultants. And they're like, yeah, we are. Two NYPD consultants and one restaurateur. <laughs> and he's just like, okay. And Gordon Ramsay. <laughs> because truly, you can just bring whoever you want to a crime scene. Yeah. I mean, whatever. So... Now we learn all of the things about what happened at the crime. Uh-huh. Dalton shows up with his friend. The guy's breaking into the barn. He shoots says, Don't Dalton. Do that. He shoots him. He drops the bag that he was holding. Mm-hmm. The lock picker does, and he runs to the tree line. So then the owner comes out, runs after him, but lost him at the clearing. And Sherlock's like, "Hey, uh, Mycroft, you're um, you're blocking my view. Can you move over?" The- after Sherlock moves <laughs> he takes like three steps to the right uh-huh and then it's like um you're in my way uh hey mycroft you were supposed to uh, counterbalance my steps <laughs> by moving three steps to the left so uh pick up your cue please <laughs> she's like i'm he's like i'm literally just standing here Sherlock's <laughs> like yeah that's the problem so they go to the, the clearing where the gunman outran the owner and the the sheriff is like now i know you're thinking there's no way he could have crossed the clearing in time with how close the owner was behind him i think the owner was just further back than he thought and sherlock's like oh no (laughs) that's not what happened what he did was he climbed a tree to get a better view of who was following him yeah i have the high ground ha ha and he looks around, and, and most of the trees are, you know, very old, so so the branches are much higher up. But there's a younger tree that one would be able to hoist themselves up on. And he goes over, and, and um, he begins dusting for fingerprints. Because the, the bark on the top of the tree branch is smooth. So he gets his little powder that he always has on him his, l- his little cocaine his little <laughs> jar of cocaine and he he sprinkles it out and then he gets his little fluffy brush and fluff, 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 hands them to joan when she, when he's done with them she's just his caddy i don't know yeah. <laughs> and then he uses his phone some special app he must have to you know scan and take a picture of the the prints and we're dealing with all sorts of royalty this episode <laughs> The tree prince, the marchioness. <laughs> oh, I would love a little story about a tree prince. Oh, not an elementary, though. I feel like it would go badly somehow. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. So what they learn from these prints is that whoever climbed this tree is missing their left ring finger. And so they go to the police station and they're looking at the burglar bag, the bag of the burglar. <laughs> And it turns out they found um, a few syringes duct taped together with potassium, <laughs> just filled with bananas. <laughs> They're bananas with a needle on the end. <laughs> and yeah, and a, a map of the county and a big knife. And Mycroft is like, they said you could look in the bag. They didn't say you could take it. And Sherlock's like, yeah, that's why we didn't ask if we could take it. <laughs> He's like, yeah, they get so finicky when you try to take evidence from them. He's like, they weren't using it to solve a murder. <laughs> <laughs> and to be fair, they they hadn't. It's probably better in the hands of uh, Sherlock. It's true. And another thing they find is that the county map that they find has a little impression on it of something that was written, you know, on a piece of paper on top of it. So Sherlock does the little pen rubbing thing. I mean, the pencil rubbing thing. 
and he finds that it says 2501. So that's the evidence that we have so far. Then Bell comes in and he says the prints they found match two other killings, mass shootings. Ruh-roh. That are suspected to be part of a gang war um, with the Robles cartel. And uh, so so Sherlock is like, okay, um, can you call Nigella so we can see why uh, gangbangers want to murder her horse? <laughs> I think it's funny that you can use the word murder for, for horse. I think it's always funnier to say, like murdering an animal than uh, killing, killing it, it. <laughs> it's one of those things where it like like personific it's kind of like personification using language yeah anthropomorphizing yeah oh, oh uh, but speaking of horses and and language being funny one thing we forgot to mention was uh oh. when when sherlock and joan get to the crime scene and the cop is showing them around and sherlock tells him to be thorough <laughs> You laughed at that because you thought it was a pun. I didn't. I didn't think about it. Think about it at all. Thoroughbred horses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it just. I mean, maybe, maybe it wasn't a pun, but it was to me. Maybe it was a little nod to the pun lovers in the audience. Yeah, you know, my friend Marshall uh, does that sometimes with um, some of the poems he writes. You know him as Eminem. Marshall Mathers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, is is sometimes like he'll 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 say something and and then like. He makes you think the next line, but he doesn't actually say it. Or maybe it's just my brain working wrong. <laughs> <laughs> like there's there's one thing where he he's 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 talking about um, uh, like bloody graphics, um, and and he uses words like head and and dead and said, and then he says he's about to say like a color, but then it's orange. And in my head, I'm like, oh, he was saying red. Yeah, yeah, that sounds like. Classic misdirection. Yeah. Song comedy. <laughs> so Sherlock says, it's time to call the Marchioness and ask why gangbangers want to murder her horse. And Mycroft <laughs> does. And he says, yeah, she says we can come visit her. She's at this hotel in suite 2501. Oh, shit. Ah! Oh, she's about to get put down. Like a horse. Yeah, it sounds not as fun when you do the opposite. Yeah. Yeah. They're going to make glue out of her. <laughs> so they call Nigella back, and Sherlock is like, hello, Nigella. Um, have, has anything unusual happened to you recently? And she's like, no, I'm just standing here in front of my gigantic window having a nice time. And Sherlock is like, can you not be right in front of the window, please? And she's like, Why? And then he's like, he's, he's very calm about it too. Cause he's, pretty, he's like, have, have there been any strange deliveries? And I'm imagining like uh, someone shows up with a bouquet of flowers, but there's a gun inside. Yeah. Yeah. You're like a clown, but instead of a, a water flower, it's a poison <laughs> dart. <laughs> and she's like, nope, I'm just enjoying the view. Uh huh. It's like, can you please? walk to the other side of the room. Yeah. And she starts to, and she's like, why? And then, bang. Pew. A, gu- a bullet comes in through the window. Glass shatters. She falls over. Mm-hmm. Cut to black. And then, when I was watching this by myself with ads, I got an ad for um, mascara with Zendaya with a bow, an arrow. Huh. It was cool. 
Huh. It was like the whole ad was just her posing with the bow and arrow and, and stuff. Yeah. I was like, yeah, I like this visual. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Anyway, I just thought it was cool. And it was selling... Mascara. Mascara. She was just wearing the mascara. She's like, you'll be looking as sharp as this arrowhead. Mm-hmm. She's like, I pulled the strings. This mascara has all the bows and whistles. <laughs> the show Elementary really has all the Marcuses and whistles. So after the commercial break, we come back and Nigella is 100% fine. Unscathed. Yeah. And she's in the interrogation room and she's like, I don't know why I, I, the gang uh, Robles cartel would be after me. No, I do not have any connections to the Robles cartel. I'm in the peerage. They're not in my peerage group. Yeah, so what, pe- what does peerage mean? Peerage means you are part of nobility. So it's that class. Yeah. Nobles, when I, when I run around with the scum, the cartels and gangs. Criminals in the peerage? Never. Not my peerage. So she's like, we don't know anybody in the cartel. We're fancy pants. Come on. And Sherlock's like, well, I don't believe you, but whatever. And like, also, you've only been in the peerage for 22 months. Like, bro, you weren't born into this. Yeah. Anybody (laughs) could be part of the peerage eventually. I could go out and become a peerage. No, I don't know how to, I don't know the words for it, but. You're going to leave me and Balto behind just to go peering around Europe? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ah, it's understandable. Sounds like fun. <laughs> so Nigella is like, well, I will give you all of our records and ev- everything because I am nothing to hide and we don't know the cartel. So <laughs> <laughs> so they go through a contact list and there it is at the very top, cartel. It's like, <laughs> bro, come on, what are you? <laughs> so they're back at the brownstone and Sherlock comes into the kitchen and he's like, oi, what's all this then? And Mycroft is cooking in the kitchen. He's like, well, I wasn't useful all day. I thought I would be useful right now. It's quite colorful, too. A nice arrangement of... Could be a nice meal. Greens and orange squash and... Yeah. Yeah, it does look nice. Sherlock's like, I don't have time for this. I'm better than this. Dinner is an indulgence. (laughs) Like, a lingering dinner is an indulgence. And Mycroft's like, you think conversation is an indulgence? And he's like, no. I think conversation is an annoyance on top of an indulgence. <laughs> and then he opens the fridge and he, he looks at what's in the fridge. Looks it up, looks it down, looks over at Mycroft, looks at the food on the counter, looks back at Mycroft, closes the fridge and it's like, ah, okay, fine. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't close the fridge oh, because first jerk. he reaches into the fridge and takes out six pieces of string cheese. <laughs> And continues to eat the string cheeses while telling Mycroft about the advancements they've made in their case. What a great pre-dinner snack. Six pieces of string cheese? Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's really funny to see him holding the little string cheese. (laughs) He just, he has this, like, there's this moment where he's, like, got a very serious look on his face and a single string of string cheese. Like, a single stalk of... Now, now, I did not notice. Does he eat the string cheese properly? pulling it apart or does nope. he he just munch mm-hmm. right from the top he just eats it like a carrot fucking psychopath mm-hmm. he doesn't enjoy food he just eats it that, 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 that's just a block of cheese it's not string cheese yeah just stringing me along you know sherlock he's a little freaky man he does what he likes 
It's true. So the thing that Sherlock has discovered that he's telling Mycroft about, and he puts the file down like on the food that Mycroft is preparing and he has to like pick it up. Yeah, li- literally he's like chopping something and then file on top of his hands. Mm-hmm. And there's this guy, Joaquin Aguiar, who is the head of the Robles cartel, but he's also a big fan of horses. He's a big horse. He's a big guy. horse. A horseman. Sherlock tells Mycroft that he's been seen at the boxes at this racetrack. And Mycroft is like, ah, so he's a horseman. And I was just like, it's called a centaur. (laughs) (laughs) That's why they never see him out and about, because he doesn't fit in regular restaurant booths. That's why he's only ever seen waist up. Mm-hmm. In in the horse box. Mm-hmm. Did you see the comic of the baby centaurs? Because like oh they're yeah <laughs> yeah because because fowls can can run around no problem but but little babies foals oh sorry yeah um. <laughs> foals can stand up no problem but babies are like flopping around yeah, yeah. so baby centaurs would be just like flopping in the wind <laughs> galloping <laughs> gracefully except for the floppy little puppet on top. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, uh, yes. I wish I had a personal Mycroft to cook me dinner. Chef. The word you're looking for is chef. A personal my chef. <laughs> yeah, that would be pretty nice. But he doesn't do the dishes. They don't show him doing the dishes, so. Well, then you also get a personal dishwasher. My dishwasher. I just wish I was rich. I wish that too. I wish you were rich. <laughs> I would leave your ass behind. Oh! <gasps> Just kidding. Okay. I'll bring your ass with me, but the rest of you, stay and put. Ah! What am I going to sit on? <laughs> so Sherlock has an exciting advancement in his case. He's got stuff to do, stuff to work on. But um, Joan and Mycroft are eating dinner because... They're normal human beings. Yes. And Mycroft has made the best risotto Joan has ever had. She loves it. She's like, you should be the chef at your restaurant. He's like, yeah, but it's a lot more fun just being the owner. Mm-hmm. Sherlock pipes up. You mean it's a lot less work? And Markov's like, yes, that's also true. <laughs> yes, the, the balance of life is the more fun something is, the less work it is. That's not always true. Nope, it's always. Name one thing that's work and fun. You know. You know it's it's work and it's fun. When I work this butt, when I twerk this butt. When you twerk your butt at me. I love it. (laughs) So Sherlock is detecting. He is looking at, you know, his wall of evidence and all of the things. And he's he's working. He's not eating. And Mycroft is like, hey, your food is getting cold. You want (laughs) to eat? He goes, I can't believe I'm about to say this to a grown man. Mm -hmm. But... Your food is getting cold. Yeah. Your chicken fingies are getting cold. Right. They're not going to be as tasty. (laughs) And Sherlock goes over and he he takes a bite, a scoop, a bite of risotto, forkful, and he's just like, and he's gotten a text. And he's like, while he's chewing, he's like, I've got a text from this guy, the forensic accountant that I sent Nigella's information to or whatever. And he goes, I helped him out with a problem involving some nude self-portraits of himself. It's not important. Anyway, (laughs) Sherlock is such a nerd. He says nude self-portraits of himself instead of nudes. (laughs) That's how you know he's never sent nudes. You you don't think that it actually was portraits beautifully painted? 
nude. Oh, you know what? I didn't think of that. Yeah. So Sherlock helped him um, to sell them. <laughs> yeah. To an art collector. He actually, this guy had desperately wanted uh, beautifully made nude portraits of himself, but could never find anyone to do it. So Sherlock used his resources to find an artist. Beautiful. Lovely. But it's a self-portrait. The artist helped him. Yep. The artist taught him. Yeah. Sherlock found him a professor. Mm -hmm. That's lovely. He's got connections. The tutelage that, that... must have occurred because of his work. So anyway, the forensic accountant has figured out that Joaquin Aguiar was basically the shadow owner of a couple of of horses at this stable. Mm-hmm. So like it's this whole complicated thing of like he has Shell corporations mm-hmm. and Ozarks and mm-hmm. Batemans. You, yeah. you get it. Fuck you and your eyebrows. <laughs> it's that kind of situation. And he gives uh, Joan this list um, of horses that Joaquin Aguiar owns and horses that Nigella has. Horses whose, whose sexual desires have been... Nope. Uh, horses that have been impregnated by Silver Blaze. Who? Names horses. Well, here's... This is... Yes. The thing about horses is, when you register their name, no two horses can ever have the same name. Can't be like trademarks. That's why, like, the first, you know, hundred horses were like, Dave. George. Priscilla. And now it's like, pot oo with eight O's. Because <laughs> it's potatoes. Oh. Has there ever been an Abbott and Costello type bit with horse names like named like coming in second or (laughs) coming from behind? That would be great. Overtaking. Yeah. (laughs) Overtaking, falling behind. (laughs) And falling behind is overtaking. (laughs) We should write one of those. Yeah. Cut this all from the podcast. (laughs) Or we have. Nobody steal our idea. Four hours to write it. (laughs) Nobody steal our idea for a sketch. I'm sure someone's done it. Yeah. If you have, that's good, too. Yeah. Uh, twit it at us. Twit it at us. Yeah. Twit me. Mm-hmm. Me twit. So Silver Blaze has impregnated one of Joaquin Aguiar's horses. But even stranger than that is that Twice for No and Silver Blaze's child was sold, like, right away. Twice for no. <laughs> it's just like the name of a horse of a cartel guy. And like twice for no, you, you, it's like you would blink in like a hostage video. Or, mm-hmm. It's great. Mm-hmm. Okay, so so little baby, twice for no. And silver blaze. Mm-hmm. Twice to blaze. <laughs> silver for no. <laughs> I mean, I like twice for blaze. The, the little baby horse was... Then sold off. Immediately. But if you're going to pay to have a stud impregnate your horse, the whole point is the baby. Why would you sell it? Right. It, and it's a, it's a long-term investment when races down the line. Mm-hmm. Weird. Strange. So Joan points that out. Something strange in the neighborhood. <laughs> so Sherlock is like, so we should check this out and go to these stables that has these this baby horse in it. And Mycroft goes, oh. But not till the morning, right? So you have time for 
dessert. Mm. Or or more than one spoonful of risotto. Yeah. The first bite is the appetizer. <laughs> and the second is dessert. Mm-hmm. Fine, you could skip the meal. <laughs> so he sits down for approximately 0. 0.0385 seconds. <laughs> looking at Joan and Mycroft back and forth. And then he goes, no, I can't do it. There's too much tension. I can't take it any longer. He stands stands up immediately. So funny. Joan carries her stress in her trapezius, carrying over to her deltoids. And Joan is like, no, I'm not. I'm perfectly relaxed. Thank you, Sherlock. And then he goes, what happened in London? And Mycroft is like, hmm. I'm going to exit the scene now. <laughs> Bye. I'm going to nope right out of here. <laughs> I, I'm a head out, <laughs> said Mycroft. And so Joan is like, you are being such a baby. I didn't, I wasn't going to tell you this, but it's like freaking you out. So I'm just going to say it. Okay. I went to see Mycroft, about to have dinner with him. And I was a little nervous because I thought he was trying to hit on me, but he was so genuine and nice, and he really just wanted to talk about you and how to be better friends with you. Red eggs, okay? <laughs> and Sherlock is like, what? And Sherlock is like, ew, what? Sex? And Joan is like, I, I was in London. I didn't think you would come back here. You know, I wasn't thinking about the consequences. We never do. She thought it was like going to be a one-time thing. Yeah. What happens in London stays in London mm-hmm. until he gets on a plane. Yeah, until he opens up a restaurant in New York. Yeah. Oops. Happens to the best of us. This is like the reverse Tony <laughs> from Long Island who had to go to France forever. Yeah. You know, it's like, oh, I have to fly away. But then if you said to Tony, like, oh, I'm also going to France in five days. So I'll see you there. You know? Yeah, it's just like that. It's just like that, except real. Um so, yeah, Sherlock says, ew, you had sex with my brother? Willingly? <laughs> like, on purpose? So, the next day, they're driving out to the stables where the baby is, twice for Blaze. Twice for Blaze. And they're driving along a lovely autumn road with yellow and orange foliage in the background, and Mycroft is giving them a ride. So it's Mycroft in the driver's seat and Joan in the passenger seat. And, and little baby Sherlock in the back. Mm-hmm. He is such a younger brother. He he is just, his entire mindset this scene is, if I'm uncomfortable, everyone's going to be uncomfortable. <laughs> and that includes you watching at home. Yeah. <laughs> yes, he's extremely normal and asking useful questions so he first says joan i'd just like you to know that i have forgiven you for your dalliance and she's like wow great i've been waiting for that (laughs) i don't even think she says anything no and then he's like i'm fine with it i just want to know is this going to be ongoing because then i'll need to plan accordingly he's so like I don't mind if you bring girls over to uh, our, our room, bro, but could you leave, like, a sock on the doorknob so I know? <laughs> you know? He's just like, it's not that I care. I don't care, but, like, I would just need to, because I'm, like, I was surprised by it, so I just need to, like, know ahead of time so I can prepare, because that's <laughs> really, like, it's not that I'm upset that it happened, because I, I, don't, I don't care. It's not weird to me. Some people might think it's weird, but I don't. <laughs> and then he says... 
Joan, how was it? Is my brother gifted in the art of copulating? (laughs) And the scene ends with, Mycroft, how was Joan? Just... Come on, dude. I wish Joan answered. I wish Joan gave excruciating details. Like, is this what you want to know, Mr. Sherlock? Huh? (laughs) It was a comfortable five and three quarter inches. (laughs) I came twice. (laughs) And Mycroft is like, Joan sucks at sex. (laughs) She's really not good. He's like, I faked it. So, but thankfully, this scene ends because they've made it to the stables. So they are going to look at Nutmeg. This is a cute little pony. This is, I think, the only horse we see in the episode, except like that one in the background when they first go to the the first stable. Horses are expensive. I guess. And this one is a baby, so it's even more. Well, it's more expensive because then they have to get twin horses to be on set. (laughs) Well, also, you know, time is money. And and to a baby horse, like, if you're like, you want me to film for a whole day? I've only been alive for, like, seven. Like, that's a, that's a, it's a seventh of my life you want me doing this. Yeah. You gotta pay up, buddy boy. Mm-hmm. Nutmeg is um, twice for Blaze. Mm-hmm. Yes. By the way. Yes. And they're like, why... Are we looking at this horse? The like horse master asks them, like, why is the police inv- interested in a baby horse? And Sherlock's like, it's a long story involving the British peerage and several murders and <laughs> and an overhyped risotto. <laughs> <laughs> the reason they're there is to look at Nutmeg's little face. Yeah, Sherlock just like is like, why are we here? Look at it, it's so cute. <laughs> <laughs> Can we pet him? (laughs) So they give um, Nutmeg a little forehead massage, and he's closed his eyes. He looks really cute. Just kidding. They don't do that. Um, Sherlock says they're there to look at the whorls. The whorls. The what now? The whorls. Now, it's hard to know how to actually pronounce this as an American, because Sherlock is British, so it has the extra step of being in a British accent. Yeah, so extra. But it's this... Word that's spelled W-H-O-R-L-S. Whorls. 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 Wheat thins. Whorls. Whorls. What? Cool whip. Family guy. (laughs) And while Joan is like, yeah, why are we here looking at this horse? Sherlock is like, oh, are you bored? You want to, why don't you do something to occupy your time? Like my brother. Uh. And then they, they have this short, like this awkward shot of the, the horse master just being like, oh. What's going on here? Yeah. I'm just a horse lady. What, what do I know? What did I stumble upon? <laughs> so Sherlock has gathered some interesting info about Nutmeg's horse. And so they go to Mycroft's restaurant for another meeting with Nigella. And they say, Nigella. You've been naughty, naughty. I got some whole information that will incriminate you on something. Oh, this info is going to rock your world. So there's been some research that indicates that the little cowlicks that horses have of little areas where their hair is going the other direction, which are called whorls, they're inherited. So if you're a horse and your dad has a whorl between his eyes and your mom has a whorl between her eyes, then you, as a little baby horse... I have some whorls between your eyes. Yes. And that is exactly the case for Silver Blaze and Twice for No. 
Sherlock unfolds this printer printout he has of Silver Blaze, and he says, note the whorl between the eyes. But Nutmeg, who's supposed to have a whorl between his eyes, has, has them above his eyes, which means that either the mom or the dad horse is an imposter. <gasps> Not who they say they are. Now, I don't know why they don't f- follow up and s- make sure that the mom isn't an, an imposter. That's a good point. Maybe they would have. Maybe that was going to be like step two if everything cleared out mm. with uh, mm-hmm. Silver Blaze. Silver Blaze. So it turns out Silver Blaze was an imposter. So they're like, Marchioness, what the heck? What do you, what, what happened with this? What's going on? And this is the part where actually where she says that she spent years of her life on the Marquis's lie and earned a stable of horses. I thought this was an earlier conversation, but she oh. says it now. We're rocking this episode. Yeah. Timeline. We know stuff is the thing. Listen, we just want to impress you, the listener, with how much we know about the case. We have the gift of hindsight. Hmm. Or foresight. foresight. We know what's about to happen. I have the gift of this hiney. You do. Looks good. So she says, I had to work really hard. We had to work really hard for me to inherit this horse or get this horse in the divorce to get this divorce horse. <laughs> divorce horse. Horse horse divorce. Horse divorce. What is this? A fancy party? Yeah. <laughs> Passing around a platter of horse divorce. Oh, that's some good horse divorce. <laughs> so she says, I earned this divorce horse. And then not 10 weeks later, his heart gives out and he dies. He friggin' dies. Dead horse. What good is a dead horse? You can't beat it. You can't join it. Can't eat it. What? <laughs> you could, I mean, you could join it. But it's not advised to join the horse. <laughs> so the Marchioness explains that Silver Blaze had a brother who never amounted to much, but he is a brown horse. Sure looks like, I know what that's like. <laughs> and she says, you know, a little hair dye and nobody was the wiser. Jonah's like, hair dye? You charged 100,000 pounds per studly service. Ooh. And all you need is hair dye? And, uh, yeah, apparently, you know, they don't look too hard at the studs. Yeah. What does this mean? Lady horses get more scrutiny. You know, the the horse world is just as sexist as this one. Society. Ah, we live in a stable. (laughs) Uh, but but she says that, that they do take, like, DNA samples, so they, you know, grab some from Silver Blaze before it was glue, and, and he, they pass that off. and Rip in peace. Yeah. And she says, I mean, it's worked so far. You three are the first people to find it, to figure it out. And Sherlock's like, well, no, we're probably not. Because somebody sold a pony. Mm-hmm. Because Joaquin and Aguiar figured it out, and he couldn't expose the marchioness without exposing that he was connected to the horses and everything so he just sold the pony and then had you know somebody try and kill her as you know revenge cartel style gotta love it so now um joan and sherlock go back to the brownstone and they're watching the eyewitness testimony of the guy that saw el mechanico at the boat yard and they're getting nowhere with this guy this video of this guy and joan says to sherlock like hey you're not still like mad about the sex thing are you he's like it's all i've been thinking about (laughs) he says i just couldn't put it into context it's not the sex that he's like i understand where it goes (laughs) 
But the context, you know, our partnership is such a kind of a delicate balance. So I don't know why you would introduce such a free radical, um, such an element that might throw it off. And she's like, well, um, are you overthinking it? Because <laughs> maybe you're overthinking it. Yeah. Which I don't know. <laughs> I think if Sherlock slept with Joan's sister, Joan would be like, why would you do that? Yeah. But they're adults. I think she would also be like, you're adults. It's fine. But anyway, so he's like, oh, maybe that's what it is. Maybe the message you're trying to send me was, you know, I'm not the only one who does weird sex things and, you know, breaks the rules from time to time. Can be reckless. Yeah. And Joan is like, well, I wasn't trying to tell you anything. By sleeping with your brother i was trying to sleep with your brother <laughs> and sherlock's like well i've received your message and joan is like i wasn't sending one and i just feel like she was i don't think that she was thinking of sherlock when she made the decision to sleep with mycroft mm-hmm. but i think the fact that she wasn't like oh we can't because sherlock will be weird will feel weird about it you think she was kind of like i can do what i want he can't control me we're partners we're not he, he's not my wife <laughs> yeah you know, but I again, I cannot stress enough how much Joan is not doing this f- because of Sherlock. No. So now they go back to looking at the witness testimony and the witness on the video says that El Mechanico looked like vengeance. He had eyes like the Arctic. It's like his eyes remind me of a windshield on a cold morning before you've defrosted it. His his ears were as wild as homegrown mushrooms <laughs> his <laughs> his hair was on the top of his head <laughs> like a snow-capped mountain it's <laughs> very uh, metaphorical his face looked like he was late for the train <laughs> yeah he's being very purple prosy and sherlock's like does it seem to you like he's just talking like this on purpose to not say anything like he's saying words without giving any information and like sure he you know he was a witness he uh, on a boat out fishing and maybe if he was like 60 years old and was like missing an eye you'd kind of expect this kind of thing you know after years of hunting whales this is how you speak but he was kind of a younger dude (laughs) just like yeah regular guy yeah and then the guy is you know, saying something else about how El Mechanico's legs were like the tines of a scissor. <laughs> and he goes to take a sip from his water. And he's got four fingers on his left hand. Four fingies. Ah. He's a bachelor. He's missing that ring finger. Finger. Do you want to sing the song that you came up with during the break? Oh, oh yeah. It, it, uh I don't need to preface it because you obviously get it, but you know, obviously it's to the tune of if you like a thing, you should have put it. If you single like it, ladies. then you put, should have put it yeah, right Yeah, if on. you like a thing, you should have single ladies. <laughs> <laughs> if you kill a guy, you probably miss the ring finger. <laughs> and there it is. It's very, right, you know. If you kill a guy, you should have had a ring finger. <laughs> So they go to the police station and they tell the captain all about how this is El Mechanical. They found him. And captain's like, we've been looking for this guy for a decade. We never noticed that he was on tape with four fingers. And Sherlock is like, we've always been dealing, well, you guys have always been dealing with partial prints. It wasn't until this genius boy, pointing to himself, found the full set on the tree that we knew he was even missing a finger. 
I mean, Joan is the one that points out they had been working with partial prints. But yes, it is because Sherlock is a genius boy. So then Belle is like, okay, but so now we know his name and we know what he looks like. But he gave a fake name as the boatman. Yeah. We can't just go looking for Kent Brent. The fake name. The fake name. Of Kent Brent. Um, Conky Bong is what his initials are. <laughs> That's just what I thought of when you said Kent Brent. Anyway, Belle's like, so we're not really that close to, to getting him. And Sherlock's like, oh, no. We can know exactly where he's going to be because we know who his current target is. He goes, we have something he wants. And he holds up his left finger, his left ring finger. And he's like, <laughs> We each have one. We each gave him one segment. We have a whole one. <laughs> like, no, no, he's after. Nigella. Nigella. And Captain's like, we're not going to use a citizen as bait. We don't do that. Yeah, we don't we don't let you use civilians as bait. We only use other police officers as bait. Yeah, you have to sign up yeah. to sacrifice your life. And Sherlock's like, we don't actually have to have her there. You know, he's probably listening into her phone calls, so we can just have her plan a rendezvous on her phone or whatever. It's not that hard to track to track people's phones. And they're like, yeah, it's not hard to track people's phones. That's why we told Nigella not to use her cell phone. And Sherlock's like, but what if she slips up? What if she's just a big dummy? What if she just can't help it? Whoopies. Women be texting. <laughs> you know, Marchioness is always on the phone. So they do that. They're in a little stakeout. You know, they're in front of the restaurant that Nigella calls her friend and says, oh, we should meet up at quarter to five at this place. And they look around for El Mechanico. And he's setting up on a roof with his little sniper gun. And then Bella's like... Ding dong. Hello. <laughs> it's me. I've been here the whole time. Aha. Do you think do you think they looked around and they were like this is the rooftop with the best position or they were just like let's put five people on every rooftop and <laughs> Bell was like well I want this one cuz it's the best position. <laughs> yeah, I think Bell knew. Yeah. I mean, I think he's a professional enough sni- sniper that he wouldn't go to like just any random roof. Yeah. Regardless of whether they had people on the other roofs, they definitely knew to send their best boy to that one, aka Bell. Oh, oh. Well, well, they also sent their best boy and the rest of the film crew. <laughs> the grip, <laughs> the boom operator, etc. So, man, dude, it's crazy. We got him. We we got El Mechanico pencil, and there's still like you know 15 minutes left in the episode, which is weird. Room for so much character development. <laughs> They're in the interrogation room, and they're like, so, Mr. El Mechanico, you're the killer. And the lawyer's like, shut up. No, he's not. Stop calling him that. Call him Kent. I mean, what's your real name again? (laughs) His real name is Trent. (laughs) Nemt. And I just wrote in my notes that Cap has trouble saying Joaquin Aguiar, which I can very much believe. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. He I mean, he always does this anytime. I don't know if it's Adrian, the Aiden actor. Quinn. Oh, Aiden. Is it Aiden? Yeah. Uh, I don't know if it's him or if it's if it's the character of the captain. But anytime he has to say like an ethnic of any sort name, like any name that's not John Smith, he, it, he always like over enunciates. Like Joaquin. Aguiar. <laughs> yeah. So they're, um, you know, they're talking to El Mechanico and Sherlock and Joan are watching and Mycroft comes in and he's like, hey guys, I'm also allowed to be at the police station for some reason. Yeah. I just follow them around wherever they go and yeah. it's fine. Don't worry. I own a restaurant. <laughs> and he's like, 
good job, Sherlock. Several agencies have been looking for this guy for decades. And here you are, just, you found him. And Sherlock's like, yeah. <laughs> He's like, it's what I do. Yeah. It is, it is sweet, because Mycroft is like, clearly like impressed and and proud of his brother yeah and he also says thank you because mm. they found dalton's killer which is what the marchioness wanted nigella wanted oh yeah yeah but then bell comes into the interrogation room and whispers something to captain and they go out of the interrogation room so they the other three go out of the observation room they're all in there and Joan's like what's wrong and bell is like his fingerprints didn't match. Uh-oh. And Sherlock's like, um, yes, they do. Yes, they do. Run it's, it again. It's definitely him. And Bell's, Bell's like, like, we ran it three times. It's definitely not him. His fingerprints, no magic. How, how else I got to say it for you? So they have to let him go because he's. Well, well, they say that they can like hold him on, on like trespassing or something but he's gonna make bail because mm-hmm. he works for the cartel he has a lot of money and uh yeah he's gonna be out by sundown <laughs> so then mycroft says to sherlock and joan he's like it must be it must be frustrating your line of work so this must be a lot of frustration sherlock's like why would we be frustrated and Mycroft is like, because you put in all that work and you were wrong? You were wrong. Sherlock's like, um, no, we weren't. (laughs) The only, he has to be him, so it's fake fingerprints. Yeah. Um, Only possible explanation, fake fingerprints. Duh. Doi. And he says the only thing he can think of, and therefore the only thing worth investigating, is fake (laughs) fingerprints. So apparently what you need... To make fake fingerprints is a lot of money, access to a lab, and somebody's hands. Oh, that's it? To make prints of. Huh. Mm-hmm. So you just need, like, a good friend that'll, that'll no. let you use their fingerprints? I don't think it's that kind of thing. You're like, oh, I'm, I'm going out, but I, f- I forgot my fingerprints. Can I borrow yours? Can I borrow your fingerprints and do some crimes? You can do crimes with my fingerprints? What? No. I mean, I'll let you borrow them, but just don't do crimes. No, of course not. I'm yeah. going to touch a bunch of keypads that I'm allowed to touch. Great. I love touching things I'm allowed to touch. Yeah. So it'll be fine. You work at the bank, right? I've seen a bank. Hmm. How how solid are you on the no crimes thing? Like on a one to ten? Yeah. I mean, it's like a seven with some wiggle room. Okay. Yeah. All right. I'm going to go wiggle. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, the story with the fake fingerprints is that he must have peeled them off on the way to the police station as like a last resort. So... Or, or I, I think when he does crimes, no, he wears no them. No, I think you put them on, and then they're on your fingerprint. They're on your fingers all the time, and then you peel them off. Oh, the once they're not just like gloves. Well, if they were, where would he have put them? He just didn't wear the gloves that day. No, you're right. You're probably right. It's probably he probably ate them. They're probably like fruit roll-ups. <laughs> <laughs> Like the tattoo for roll-ups. Yeah. Yeah. Listen, I've seen Totally Spies. This is a thing. Yeah. It's edible. Anyway, it's the next morning. Joan is in bed. And Sherlock is waking her up by poking her with a stick. His his single stick. A single stick. She's like, why are you poking me with your single stick? And he says, I'm just poking your bedding to make sure my brother isn't in there. Because he's an adult and he doesn't care. Yeah. So Sherlock is waking Joan up because he has some news. The, the fingerprints 
have revealed that uh, the past crimes committed by El Mechanico uh, include the murders that we know of, but also a liquor store robbery. The fingerprints have committed those crimes. Right. Right, but it doesn't make sense that it was the same person committing the murders and the the liquor store robber. If you make money from the cartel, why are you robbing a liquor store? And also, why are you robbing them of the like cheapest wine in the Straw whole store? Straw dog. Yeah, just like 12 bottles of crappy wine. This doesn't really make sense. So maybe we should go to this uh, the town where this happened and, and, and uh, check some stuff out. So they go... To a little town called... Who, who the fuck is? Must be called something. Yeah, probably. Probably has a name. And they talked to the sheriff that was in charge when the straw dog was stolen. Now, she's since retired, which he's like, yeah, I remember that case. Um, I wouldn't really call it a case, but it's 12 bottles. How else would you store 12 bottles? <laughs> uh. So she says, somebody stole all the straw dog just the straw dog now our little town of must be called something who cares what it's called new jersey (laughs) we had a homeless population and one day a new guy came in whose name was jed and she's like i don't remember his last name because we all just called him straw dog jed straw dog jed just because he had a little stuffed animal that was stuffed with straw and the animal was a dog Mm-hmm. A little straw dog no no he loved his straw dog wine he loved it so one day when all the straw dog and only the straw dog was missing it's not really like a big mystery who did it yeah the mystery is where the fuck jed go where'd jed go because went to go look for him and he was nowhere to be found mm-hmm. must have just up and left But weirdly, he left behind his straw dog. Weirdly, there were 10 bottles of straw dog left behind. Undrunken. Undrunk. And the guy that was near him, you know, was camping out near him was like, yeah, he must have just gotten up and left. I guess he just decided to leave old New Jersey where we're from. (laughs) Here we are in New Jersey. New Jersey. Uh, Yep. (laughs) So Sherlock's like, can you just, can you show us where he used to be? So they go to this park and uh, the sheriff is like, you know, this place got turned into a park with some stimulus money. I don't know what stimulus she's talking about, but. Oh, you know, uh, infrastructure. Infrastructure. Yeah, government loves spending money on bettering people's lives and uh, parks and bridges, dams. So before it was a park, it was just some hard scrabble dirt. And there's this one spot where Jed used to sleep. So the sheriff's like, it'd be somewhere, yeah, somewhere in this kind of area of the park. And Sherlock's like, were all these trees planted at the same time? He's like, yeah, just when they made it a park, they put a bunch of trees down. And Joan is like, well, except for this one that we're kind of that we're kind of standing near because it's much older than the other ones. And Sherlock's like. Not much older, just a lot bigger. A lot bigger. Like maybe it ate more. Slusher. Mm, Had more nutrients in its soil. Mm, Like maybe somebody put a dead fish under it. Ooh. Or or maybe maybe like a dead cat. Mm -hmm. Or maybe a straw dog. Dog? Dead. More like straw dog dead. Ooh. Ooh. Dang. So, yeah, I mean, decomposing bodies will do that. 
to foliage. Yes, yes. This is a, a whole thing that uh, people study is is um, a whole group of like body finders. They're like, you know, we know that serial killers, you know, like bury bodies in the woods and, and, and we can't find them. So like there's a group of people that just study different foliage and how it reacts to having bodies in the in the soil and you know, different patches of if you know what to look for you, you might be able to find dead bodies in the woods so stuff like um like mushrooms with big skull and crossbones growing in them yeah or like yeah and sometimes like flowers um that will like normally be like a yellowish color mm-hmm. where their petals will bloom and there's like an orange tint to it that says dead body here Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, it has arrows pointing Mm -hmm. in the right direction. Yeah, but you do have to study. You have to know what to look for. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) So Sherlock's like, we better get some cops with some some shovels to look, to find Jed under this tree, because he's in there. So now we go to the interrogation room where Trent Nent is in there again, El Mechanico. And Captain says, you know, Trent... You got your fingerprints from a guy named Jed. And we can't pin any of the drug cartel murders on you, but we can link you to the murder of Jed. We undug him. And he had your DNA on him, some hair and stuff. Gotcha. Gotcha. You going to jail, boy. Mm Mm-hmm. And then, you know, we see a shot of the TV later, and it's... um, The news... El Mechanico. In exchange for a plea bargain and a blah, blah, blah. But he's also going to jail. Mm-hmm. We got him, boys. Case closed. It's like, you're the news reporter. What do you... <laughs> you didn't do anything. Yeah. And I helped. <laughs> and I was there. <laughs> so, Joan is at the brownstone, and there's a knock on the door, and Mycroft is there. And Joan is like, oh, hi. And Mycroft is like, I'm here for Sherlock. Um, actually, <laughs> yeah. you look really pretty and nice, but, um... I remember Sherlock, and she's like, oh, yeah, no problem. So she, he comes in and sits in the, you know, living room or whatever, and they're like, so, how about them Red Sox? Yep. This is the tension Sherlock was talking about! Yes! He's a future seer. Obviously, he's smart. <laughs> he knows about these things. And Mycroft says, you know what, Joan... Diogenes is going to be opening. We're going to have an opening, you know, soon. And I would love for you to come with me. And Jonah's like, oh, that would, hmm. Don't you think that would complicate things with Sherlock? And Mycroft basically says like, yes. So let's not, you know, let's not hook up. Let's just be friends. You seem like a nice lady and you're a big part of my brother's life who I'm trying to be closer to. So, you know. Friends. Friends. The friend of my brother is my friend. <laughs> so that's nice. And we get another little moment of closure for Nigella. Re- restaurant comes to Nigella. Nope. No. Nigella goes to the restaurant where Mycroft and Sherlock are waiting for her because, you know, when they told her about Joaquin Aguiar, she was like, are you going to turn me in for my horse fraud? <laughs> my divorce horse fraud? Am I going to jail? And they're like, hmm, we'll just see. We'll have to see about that. <laughs> and now they are telling her the consequences of her actions. So Sherlock says, I reached out to Joaquin Aguiar, his lawyer, 
his lawyer, and made it very clear that if any harm came to you, then he would have some consequences of his own that he wouldn't like. So you should be safe. And as for the horse fraud, I leave that up to Mycroft. And Mycroft is like, you're not studying anymore. You're not going to have your horse have sex with any other horses for money. You're fake silver blaze. And you're going to pay everyone back who paid you to fuck a not super horse. She didn't fuck any. No, no. uh, It's not what I meant. Your phrasing was a little off. Yeah, well. So Mycroft says, you're out of the studying business. Your fake silver blaze is not going to get to fuck any other horses and pretend to be silver blaze. Poor not silver blaze. I know. He was just having a fun time chilling out and having sex with lady horses, mares. Anyway, so Mycroft says, you're also going to repay your victims because you still have plenty of money from being a Martianess. And Sherlock and I will oversee the payments to make sure that it all goes above board. Because we don't fucking trust you. Yeah. Okay, bye. I want to hang out with my brother. Get out of here! So she's like, okay, thank you, bye. And then it's just Sherlock and his brother hanging out. And Sherlock's like, I don't want to reminisce about our childhood. Or the holidays. I want to talk about Quidditch. (laughs) (laughs) And Mycroft's like, fine, I accept your terms. What's there left to talk about? And that's the end of the episode. Yeah, that's sweet. So now it is time for listener questions. If you have a question you would like us to answer, you can send it into twitter.com slash lmnopcast or on Tumblr at lmnopcast.tumblr.com slash ask. We have a question this week from Joe Bulldozer at The Tallest Jew on Twitter, who says, if another animal had to fill the cultural niche horses do, where we ride them and also respect and fear them, what would be the best candidate? Now, there's a a few ways we can go with this. Mm. I think the most obvious is that horses are big, so you have to get something that's big. So I'm thinking elephant. Elephant. Wow, okay. But I don't know that people would take maternity photos with elephants. Oh, absolutely you would. Yeah, it would look kind of cool. Yeah, like have the have the elephants like trunk wrap wrap you up. Uh, what what about? Well, I'm playing Assassin's Creed Origins now. It takes place in ancient Egypt, mm-hmm. and the horse has been replaced with a camel. Uh huh. So camels. You know, you have horse girls. You could have camel girls, and then like they'd be like Team Edward and Team Jacob. They'd be like, "We're Team One Hump." No, two times two times is the way to go. <laughs> Two tumps. Two tumps. Yeah, and they would have some, they would like be always wearing sandals. <laughs> or what about um, giraffes? They're huge. They are very tall. Their I, heads are the same size as horses' heads. Yeah, but I, I feel like if you're traveling with a horse, you know, like if you're taking like the interstate, can you take the, the giraffe? Like the what's the bridge limit? How tall are giraffes? Where are you going on a horse that you could, that you're on the interstate? Where else do you go with horses? The sidewalk, around a park, end of list. <laughs> <laughs> or in the country, I guess. Mm, good old country. France. <laughs> Just trying to name a country. The only country with horses. Losses. Losses. Loss. Loss. Look, it's like Mike, Mike Pence says. There's nothing so good for the outside of a man as the inside of a horse. <laughs> No. <laughs> no, is that not no, it? No, that's not. I don't think that's it. Oh, it's inside of a man yeah, and outside of a, a horse. horse. Yeah. Do you know that outside of a dog, a horse is, is man's best friend? Oh, yeah? Wait. <laughs> no.
Let me try. You can't. I can't change it. You have to say it. Do you know that outside of a dog, a book is a man's be- is man's best friend. A book. Uh huh. But inside of a, a dog, it's too dark to read. <laughs> so where's the horse coming to this? It doesn't. No. It just reminded me it's of it. It's a book it. about horses. Yeah, it's a book about horses. <laughs> <laughs> So, Joe, I hope we answered your question (laughs) exactly how you were expecting us to. Feel free to follow us on Twitter if you ever want to get notifications about, you know, when our episodes are coming up and what questions we want. And also when we tweet out funny pictures like Sherlock squinting in a dramatic scene and other things. You can also join our Discord if you want to have a more conversational exchange Mm. with us. It's our pinned tweet, and it's also the link in all of our episode descriptions. Now, we would like to thank a very special website called noisespace.xyz, because it's the home of many podcasts, but especially of LMNOP. This one. This podcast. It's my favorite podcast. We love it. Thank you to noisespace.xyz and to Matt GameCube for the it other podcasts on there include podcasting is forbidden in the cloud recesses and kyle x why as well as city girls make do there's a new series coming out mm. oh yeah no they're not gonna do any they're not gonna do that why because samantha isn't gonna be there and big no big no big no that well that is a biggie that is a biggie <laughs> <laughs> yes biggie no big no biggie okay and that's... you should definitely listen to um kyle x why as they're going to have a very special guest soon. A very handsome guest. Me. <laughs> That's also where you can find Zero to Zero, a podcast that might have a new episode up in a, a, what? Wh- a while. What? Who knows? Like, what? Keep an eye on that feed. Hmm. I'm intrigued. If you would like to spread the word, the gospel of LMNOP, we would love for you to leave a review for us on iTunes, preferably a high one. You know, five stars. Oh, yeah, blaze it, dude. Silver blaze it. We'd like to say thank you to Noah Geist at Owl Dude on Twitter for our intro song and Summer Geist, Stellar Ghost on Twitter for our pod art. And thank you to you, listeners, for listening to this Element OP, the podcast. I'm Val Flight Cub. You can find me on Twitter at Flight Cub B. The second B stands for Borse. I'm Alec, and I probably always will be. But find out later next week when I when I say I'm Alec or not. It might be different. Who knows? Who knows? See you next week because this marble will keep on rolling. Goodbye. Goodbye. She's watching the detectives. Ooh, he's so cute. She's watching the detectives. When they shoot, 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 shoot. They're beating up until the teardrops start. I made a post on Facebook that got no recognition, and it should have gone viral. What was it? I said, everyone talking about Myanmar, calling it Myanmar, is just wrong. It's Mar and I. Yes, I did, or I did. Yeah, I saw that post. (laughs) Everybody go to Facebook, friend Alec, and like that post. And share it with your friends. They'll love it. Uh Uh-huh. Everyone loves grammar and geography jokes. Uh Uh-huh. Mix into one. I'm going to cut this part and splice it to the end of the episode. (laughs) Perfect. Great.